the weird in between where it's like, <laughs> okay, an adult made this. <laughs> But we're... Uh. <laughs> I don't know why I never thought but about we're that. We're not sure that if is he true. was sentient the true. whole time. We're not sure if they were an adult made uh. it, though. A movie about a toaster that has teeth that goes to Mars. everybody to the very first episode of a podcast that already has like 10 episodes that's right baby the boys are back in town we got a new name but we're playing the same old game my name is mickey my name is kevin and i'm the aristotle of pop culture zach yes thank you hello welcome to reruns and rentals uh formerly known as best boys but that name is uh out the window in the trash in the trash talk truck uh, on the way to the dump, but not at the dump yet. It's just on the way there. Yeah, um, there's traffic. Okay, I would. I'm going to propose a different ending. What if that? Okay, but it was it was on the way to the dump, and then uh-huh. a very nice pair of hoarders saw it and said, "You know what? We never throw anything out. So I don't let's, throw anything away. Let's keep so let's, this and put it at top of the Christmas it. tree. This toaster's been my friend since I've been six. <laughs> And now my child loves to play with a dangerous home appliance. For my, toast, my toaster's been part of this child's life more than I have. Friends, we watched the movie Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars, uh, which was like The Martian if you dropped a lot of acid before going to see The Martian. Um, it was it was it was weird. It was a weird movie. It is um, a movie I'm very bummed out that I watched sober. Yeah. It's, it's a movie that I, I'm bummed just watching. Like, good lord. It was super strange. Uh, it came out in 1998. Zach, do you have any cast and crew info you wanted to share? One thing that I noticed that the kind of like dickhead microwave was voiced by Wayne Knight. And it's like, oh shit, that sounds like uh, Newman. And I looked that up on IMDb. But then reality set in and punched me in the face because it told me that Farrah Fawcett <laughs> played the sink faucet. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it, they did that on purpose. Good yeah. job. I yeah. cannot believe this. And good job to Farrah Fawcett for like being in on the bit, man. Mm-hmm. And they had her, uh, the Fawcett character had like a uh, hand towel draped over it the whole movie, so it was like Farrah Fair- Fawcett's lips. famous like curly, curly locks. And just, uh, yes, and just and human lips, human lips yeah. and, 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 and her conjoined son that was just part of the sink, too. Although he had kind of like a chippy thing, like chippy from... So, yeah, it was very Chip and Mrs. Potts yeah. or whatever uh, from Beauty and the Beast, yeah. the, uh, that whole thing. The, the, the reality of the movie I watched is setting back in again and is filling me with such existential dread. Yeah, I could tell this was a movie, Zach, that was made to break <laughs> your brain. Like, uh, the way... Can I... I hit, I wrote 10 pages of notes for a 70-minute film. <laughs> Can I hit you with something real quick? Yeah. 
Uh, every appliance in this movie has teeth. <laughs> they, uh, they do. So they that's cheat. something to think about yeah. for a little <laughs> while. Oh, and good. they need to sleep, but they don't need to eat. But uh, uh, Also, they can't breathe, but they, can't, like, they, they breathe, can, they but can't they don't breathe. need oxygen. Oh, oh, oh my God. Everything's just saying <laughs> the, back The lack again. of rules I, I could tell was going to oh. destroy Zach. Um, they echoed in space. <laughs> you literally can't do that. <laughs> Like I that happened. It's just uh, what? Excuse me. Um, I, I kind of work. Wanna... This does not work for several reasons. I want to catch our listeners up. If we could do a uh, a quick rundown of the plot, um, I'm gonna pull up a timer because I don't want to go too long. And also, oh geez, hold on. I was about to make you do a 45 minute plot recap. You know, oh, and that's not the first time that's happened, and it's not going to be the last. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, one of these, one of these, hours. one of these shows, we will do a 45 uh, where I have to fill 45 minutes with a plot recap. <laughs> it's not this. That'll one. be a Patreon reward. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a reward that he will pay for. <laughs> do his best to recall the entire plot of a movie for 45 minutes <laughs> plenty of time <laughs> which which in theory is plenty of time because the movie is more than twice that probably yeah. and, and yet <laughs> as someone with a learning disorder it is bullying uh well listen 45 seconds on the clock starting now tell me about brave little toaster okay so brave mars. little toaster goes to mars is a uh, it's the third movie in the anthology of the brave it's the third and final movie in the brave little toaster anthology and the uh, little toaster is there with all of his electronic friends and they start and they dance and they have a happy fun time and then there's a microwave and he's wayne newton and he he's wayne knight he's wayne knight and he's a jerk and he's all like i'm new everybody likes me and the blanket's like being all sad and he's all nervous because they brought home a baby and the baby uh gets zapped into <laughs> mars by <laughs> by uh. and they have to go save him and then they go save him and the blanket sneaks in he's not supposed to go he's supposed to stay back while a rat while a rat is in charge he's got like two seconds and they save him and there's that timer's up. It's over. I like, uh, you know what? I think that's how I would have described it too, because I also would have started crying in the middle of it. <laughs> this movie was absurd. This movie was ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, uh, so, how did everybody feel about the movie? I wish that I could be an appliance and put myself in the garbage. Hmm. In like in like the garbage or the garbage disposal. <laughs> I didn't even get to the upright. Well, I think I think the garbage because the garbage disposal <laughs> might be alive or might not be. Who yeah. the hell knows? Right, like who knows which appliance is is alive? Who knows and which one's who not? is allowed to be ordained the gift of life in this? Yeah, universe. like what counts as sentient and what doesn't? Like he was playing. Like at one point, the baby is in a montage that, like, by the way, made me weep openly not openly but i was like that was pretty touching the whole like baby like there's a whole the baby song montage the baby song growing up montage like i had to go like i wanted to go give both my parents a big hug like it really like hit me like right in the chest something about that montage that stood out to me was the song was about how like the moments fly by and before you know it the baby's grown up um but the baby did know growing (laughs) in this movie no growing but they could walk and (laughs) talk and do other things and they are still a baby at the end of the movie when the baby go the baby just like leaves the room just like walks out of the room they're in and like comes back with the toaster like the baby just left the room climbed up on the counter unplugged the toaster and brought it into the other room (laughs) do 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 they know how babies work chill with it like the 
<laughs> yeah, and the, they were like, this baby loves our toaster. <laughs> like father, like son. Like <laughs> Yeah, like, also, I, I love how the baby is not only, like, walking around, like, sentient, but or, like, all normal, like, and the, the parents just, like, never freak out about it. Like, they just think it's totally fine that the baby is going upstairs and downstairs, like... It, the baby might be paying the taxes yeah. and they're just like yeah this is great like the baby could this is great <laughs> like, our baby rules I, if it, I think that like these are the type of parents that totally enable child labor oh. so <laughs> so I don't know if you have ever seen this movie before I know that I have didn't remember a lot of it one thing I definitely didn't remember so I know that the plot of the movie it's called Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars I understand right. that part of the movie is yeah, the Brave Little Toaster like so traveling surprised to Mars about going to Mars like that should that really shouldn't have blown our mind yeah, I was Mars. really surprised <laughs> when but they like, landed on Mars I was like oh they're actually on Mars yeah it's like um, oh well, and, and and um but like the baby <sighs> gets full on abducted through the window he gets I'm going to get angry again hang on through the window <laughs> Because the hearing aid was a spy. The hearing aid, yeah. the hearing aid was a spy. But then they 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 got the information that oh, going to Mars, pff, that's the easiest thing ever. Just yeah, take your laundry just... basket, the ceiling fan, and microwave some popcorn. You'll be there in like half an hour. Oh, I, I'm used that easy. Why haven't we waited on that yet? It's absurd. No, the the this movie hinges on two themes that I think oppose each other. And one of them is technology is magic. Like computers are magic, right? Like they 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 have a Skype call with a with in a giant computer at a college, and it teaches and, them how yep. to go to spa. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Teaches information them how to... is transferred through the power lines, which again, not how yeah. it works. Into a pocket calculator, which must have like I don't know two bytes of memory. I'm yeah, actually going to can't even run Doom. Yeah, and and like not only that, but the the way that the like the they call and they so in the movie all of the appliances with whom hopefully you're familiar with if you need to get more familiar with the appliances and our takes on each of the individual appliances please go <laughs> listen to our first ever episode um shameless plug mm. but it's but like all of the appliances <laughs> somehow like travel to a they travel to a university right and they're talking to him but then in that scene they, that's where he, they get the instructions to turn themselves into a space rocket. And while they're turning yeah. themselves into a space rocket, they keep referencing a co the conversation they had with the supercomputer at the university. But it wasn't stuff that we heard them say. They're like, remember, just like he said. Yeah. I guess it was from it, like the previous movie. It had to have been from the middle movie. Like I the one where they skipped the knows? middle movie. That's... I. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there, there, there wasn't much to it. I accidentally watched it when we were supposed to watch the original Brave Little oh, Toaster. Yeah. It wasn't very, it wasn't very great. Is that where they introduced Ratso? Because yes, this... which again, what sick god in this world can just say, "Oh, the rat can talk"? Sure, yeah, yeah. Also, the rat fully mimics human <laughs> baby so sounds into the into the baby monitor to to trick the parents into thinking the baby has not been abducted Justice. by aliens. Justice for Ratso. Oh, though. Ratso. So right at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, I'm going to hate Ratso. And then by the end, I was like, oh, Ratso kind of rules. 
Yeah, Ratso is cool. They even said, oh, hang on, you can't come to space because you can't breathe in space. But then they ignore every other possible <laughs> thing that could happen in space. Also, the rat has the same level of sentience as the toaster and microwave and heated blanket. Like, that was weird to me. Mm-hmm. That they were just like, whatever, animals too. Although that was in the first movie. We talked about that in the first movie, right? Remember in the first movie? Yeah. They like get yeah. in that field. Don't they do something with animals? Yeah, the, the, I feel the like we had a problem with like this in the last animals. Episode. Yeah, I'm, Except I'm sure. Except for Ratso, because we've decided that Ratso. Except for Ratso. Yeah. He's like going all Algernon on them over here. He's got <laughs> also, so I just like that Ratso <laughs> is drawn and voiced like he should be a villain and turns out to have like a yeah. heart of gold. I think that's another thing that like I thought it was gonna be a, a like a sleaze bag character because they draw they yeah, draw he's him got like, like he's a rotting face character. and like cavities that are visible a, like he just yeah. looks terrible yeah he's but, a like he's, he's a, a true he's team a player and like that's what I mean when I say like justice for Ratso. Um, so that's gonna be uh you can uh, you can check out our merch store now we've got our justice for Ratso <laughs> shirts up. And uh, 100% of the proceeds <laughs> do go to the free Ratso fund. Uh, Ratso is a political prisoner on Mars. Get him out. Get him out of there. We got to get home. him out. Bring free him Rats. Home. Hashtag free Ratso free on Twitter. Ratso. Thank you. Uh, Ratso right. with a Z, by the way. Just don't get it. Don't get it twisted. That's right. Um, so had you had either of you seen this movie before? I'm pretty sure I saw this as a kid, but I'm pretty sure just like with the Donkey Kong show, my mm-hmm. brain as a kid, made sure not to retain any information to save myself from, like, future damage. Because then oh, when yeah. I went back and learned about the Donkey Kong show, they had two musical numbers per episode. Yeah. And I which... didn't remember anything about that. <laughs> I remember so, the like, Donkey oh, Kong show exists. I yeah. don't remember anything else. Exactly. <laughs> Bananas but like, and funny you know monkey. Hey, thank you, Brain. Thank you for that one. Like, fuck you on a lot of things, but thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> keeping it real brain yeah kevin had you seen it before uh you know i think it was i think it was on when i went to a friend's house mm. it was either this or the original and it might like have been last this. year uh I think no. like last year <laughs> <laughs> thank you for making me clarify that um it was it was on at a friend's house in i was in like the second grade first or second ah, grade. okay so it was like one of those things where we, like there was just a movie on but we didn't pay that much attention to it we we were already kind of talking about it, but, like, our thoughts and reactions and feelings now, I am sensing a lot of negativity in the room coming from one of you, um, if anybody wants to speak out on, uh, and maybe air out some of those those negative feelings. Okay. This is a safe space, and, safe, and safe we, space? Won't, we won't judge you uh, okay. for, for that. Cool. Um, I hate this movie. I hate mm-hmm. it, and it makes me feel sad, and... I don't know if we'll ever like share our notes, but now that we can actually like, like you can see my notes because of our Google Doc sharing now, mm-hmm. um, you'll know that half of it is basically me just screaming and cursing the film <laughs> and like just lamenting what's happening. Um, at, at half point, I think I I hit the like the valley of depression and was just like, you know what, fuck it, who who the hell cares? I I don't care anymore. I give up. I'm just watching the movie. And then it got me angry again. It's like no, like I swear to fucking god, you better not do this to me, movie. And it just kept happening. So Mickey actually said it perfectly before. This movie does not have rules and good fiction good media whatever 
needs rules in Mm -hmm. order to exist within it. Otherwise, as we've seen in this film, things can happen. Why? Fuck you. That's why when everything is anything, anything is nothing. And that's the like, that's the basis of this entire movie here. And everything was just nothing. There were, there was nothing earned. There were no stakes, no tension. Everything was just bland and yet somehow terrifying so like i think i of the three of us may be the most (sighs) lenient on movie rules that might not not necessarily true um but like i think i agree that this movie did kind of feel like nothing at all it just mm-hmm. felt like, but also uh, the whole movie, I was like, what the hell? What like, is there's happening? There's some things you can forgive because it's like, oh, yeah, like Star Wars. Uh, sure, they're samurai wizards in space. Who the hell cares? This is cool. But they also do have their own like other kind of set parameters and such yeah, within they don't, those they worlds. They don't need to be real life rules. It doesn't need to be yeah. consistent to real life rules. But the it universe needs to be consistent to exactly. itself. It needs to be consistent yeah. to itself. Yes, precisely. Exactly. And, yeah. and this, who the hell cares? Anything could happen at any point in time. And it no longer surprises me because I am so numb to it all. Okay, yeah. um, can I can I can I spoil like oh, the, yeah, please. the part that made me potentially like fear for my life? Sure. I, I don't think okay, it should so, make you fear for your life. But okay. so so <laughs> as we learn in the movie, the hearing aid who is communicating with what we suppose are aliens at first and kidnaps the baby. Mm-hmm. We learned that he originally was Albert Einstein's hearing aid. And yeah. I had to look this up. Albert Einstein did at one point live in America, in New Jersey, in fact. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I probably did more research than the fucking movie did. <laughs> um, okay, they go to Mars. They figure out that the giant 50-foot story fridge, who is like this weird totalitarian uh, tyrant yeah. re- regime man, is actually... Um, when, when they open the fridge, they discover a giant ocean... Which, okay, I guess this is like the TARDIS or whatever. Sure, go yeah. on in. Giant ocean then leads to a giant palace, and my brain snapped. I had this like unraveling <laughs> moment of like, I swear to fucking God, is this going to be Albert Einstein? Is Albert Einstein in this <laughs> fridge right up. now? I was like, wait. So I was like, an no, no, no. Stop. I, I, I was terrified. Okay. But no, no I it was, really thought that's what was going to happen. But no, I was, it was on just the exact the same brother. Page. Who the hell cares? Yeah, no, right. it makes sense. Perfect sense. Also, wait. So, like, clarify something for me. So they they op- they go inside the fridge, right? And they're like, <laughs> it must have auto defrosted because it's an ocean the size of <laughs> infinity. And then they they take an ice tray boat. Was yeah. there or was there not a smaller refrigerator inside yes. of the refrigerator? Oh, there might have been. There was. And then and they, find, they find the, the earpiece inside the smaller refrigerator. There was. So oh. the, the alien that abducted the baby was an earpiece uh, who used to be uh, the earpiece for somebody who worked on the Manhattan Project. Um, yeah. He talks yeah. about that. He talks about, like, all he ever heard about was talks of bombs, and that's what made him want to... Oh, by the way, part of the plot of the movie, it was appliances on Mars want to destroy the Earth. With a like a with a right. space nuke, toaster tanks led by this totalitarian regimeist who, for some reason, holds an election every day, is thinking, "Ah, oh, let's just kill the world." You know, they made us to be, uh, you know, yeah. forced obsolescence yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Sure, let's yeah. just let's kill them. Um, just super weird. But yeah, he was. It was an earpiece in a in a refrigerator in an, an iceberg, iceberg in an ocean inside another fridge on Mars. On Mars, yeah. Nothing matters. Nothing, Nothing matters. matters. Nothing is real. See, Everything is terrible. This is a bad trip moment. 
came when they were in space and the balloons appeared and oh. sang a song. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that is oh. when I opened my phone and I wrote down the the Martian, but I took LSD bit. I was right away. I was like, like oh, this is uh, that. This is like oh, they just and, and okay, yeah, they just watching, live in space. Yeah, I think this is different from the original in that you can tell that this the this at this point the the uh how i met your oh my god how i met your toaster what adhd brain oh god um good show the but this is where the brave little toaster Toaster franchise kind of lost its fastball a little bit by the third movie where like oh yeah there this is this is when it lost it we knew it was going to be crazy right we knew it was going to be some weird stuff going on but it didn't have the terrifying like truly scary stuff that the original had like with the clown monster and like yeah the, uh, or like the radiator that the explodes itself scared me yeah oh yeah my the balloon scared me but on a on an <laughs> yeah. adult level yeah also, <laughs> yeah as and a also, kid i don't think i would have thought anything of it but as also, an adult, how how the actual hell do you have so much filler for a movie that's 70 minutes long Oh yeah, no. That, the balloons yeah, serve point, no the purpose. Don't do anything except for like sing a we song. We sing. Here we are. We're gone. You'll never see us again. Yeah, it's just like literally. It's like oh, by the way, this is what happens to balloons that float into the sky. Which seems kind of like propaganda because like that could like some. I I said this in my notes. This could like harm the environment. But then I also clarified, but not as much as how Jeff Bezos and other billionaires was, do that on I, like a daily basis. Sure, just, right. Just to, just, just, yeah, just to even things out, you know? The 2021 title of this yeah. is Eat Your Heart Out, Tesla, because a bunch of <laughs> appliances in the from like the 60s in the 90s went to Mars. So like, suck it. And like, I, I think I said this in my notes as well. Do you know how hard it is get, to get to Mars even today? And they did this shit With like 30 years ago? With they microwave made, they popcorn. Made... <laughs> it's that they, easy, you fucking idiot, Newman. Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk, you Professional doofus. smooth brain, Elon Musk. Get out of here. Um, so I, I'm, I am glad that we brought it up because something I want to talk about is this movie had bizarre political <laughs> undertones. <laughs> And so there were moments in this movie where I was like, oh, this movie is like, is this movie pro-union or anti-union? Is this movie like pro-American imperialism or like anti-American consumerism? Is it, yeah. Or, or is it pro- like... Like, I couldn't figure out what side yeah, it, it's, on. it's insane. It almost takes like, this weird, I, like, anti-communist binge at the end there, which is interesting. Yeah, I had the same thought. Or And that's why I wanted to look... So I looked up, like, the who the creators are and what are their political backgrounds. I couldn't really find anything other than they did like the writer of the novella and the, um, the writer of the screenplay and the director of the movie, like they grew up at the height of the cold war. They would have been in their twenties. Mm, okay. So it does make sense to me that that anti-communism even... could seep into the movie. Yeah. Whether and, or not that's intentional. And it also had like, I, I not know. even anti-communism, but just like the dangers of populism. I don't, cause I don't think it was anti-communism, yeah. right? Because there was nothing inherently capitalist about what the little toaster had to say, <laughs> which is a hilarious. No. Sense. The toaster was just there like, was... "Just be, just be nice. Hey, you know, <laughs> share your share your sugar with your neighbor. Just like general, like just be like a good person." Can I can I say can I say one thing though? Can I say yeah. one thing though? I got different kind of messages from this. Like, ooh, should you follow the fate that you were created yes. for or expand to a new one or like, you know, other like shit like that. But I like how we're all kind of on the same page of like, we got so many different like 
themes of like politics or like life whatever and they never committed to any of them that was the thing it's like the whole movie i was like i don't know which take to go with is yeah, this exactly there was a lot There's of the movie too where many. i was like this movie is anti-communist and anti-socialist and then like 10 minutes later also, i was like you know what i don't think it is though it seems like they're talking <laughs> yeah, about but unions in a but good there's way also, like, yeah, a like, there's so much about, going on about, i don't like, even know capitalism and like um designed obsolescence and like how you know, a company like, decided, hey, we're going to yes. make things that break mm -hmm. so that people buy the things over and over again, and then we're going to ship them to Mars. Like, exactly. It's like Apple learned this from the movie. Yeah, but then at the same time, so they had that theme, but then during, so they do the whole, like, election between the Supreme Overlord, the Supreme Overlord of Mars which is and the Brave a, Little yeah, Toaster. A giant, a giant fridge and the a giant toaster. fridge with one arm that is with also now a populist Supreme Leader. Yeah. They do this election, and it's a song. Uh, and the brave little toaster sings. So they're they're arguing about like whether or not humans are evil. And uh, one of the brave little toasters' lines is, "How can they be evil if they employ us? How can they hate us if they employ us?" And I was sure. like, well, "That was that was a pretty capitalist thing to say, yeah. uh, right there." Um, but like, then we, they would like backtrack, we, we, and it was we like, en "We enjoy our limited life in the service for what we were meant to be created yeah. for." It's like, oh yeah, huh? oh, there was like a a small huh? theme of like. Uh, everybody dies, and that's okay as long as you die serving your purpose. And I was like, that's pretty. <laughs> that that's is pretty aggressively like, capitalist. What a good uh, little capitalist to say. <laughs> well, yeah. actually, I don't but know. But then there I were other moments, I, like is, we said, where it was like, is that capitalist, or is it? Do, does that have like socialism to it as well? Because I don't, I don't think that's. I, I, don't, I, I think thing. that Who I the think hell socialist says a capitalist would say. That's that is okay. I think that's accurate. Yeah, and would, I think a capitalist, no, a capitalist would, would, would. Yes, I. But I think it's a tricky conversation because I think right. now I'm the socialist who's like, but it is what they right, would right, say. Right, 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 right. But now I, the conversation like, is, like, is, is the, difficult. If the brave little toaster <laughs> was truly capitalist, he would have stayed on Mars and made money off of the. <laughs> right, that's the thing, is off of planned obsolescence. Like, he would have been right. pro-planned right. obsolescence. Like, Actually, it was good that you guys were made broken, because now look at how much money the, the, the corporation made off of you. Yeah. But, ju but just the, the fact that this movie makes so many takes and doesn't commit to any single one of them is right. just appalling. That is the thing, is it it has all these weird themes, and it just and, doesn't stick to any of and them. And the Brave Little Toaster is a terrifying messenger, because he has these big, brown, adorable <laughs> eyes, and he's all cute and chrome, and, like, he could say literally anything. He literally said, work until you die, and that will make you happy, and we were like, that's adorable. <laughs> Aw, cute. Aw, cute. Also, <laughs> meanwhile, there's an infant in a bubble in Mars. In a bubble. Oh, yeah, wait. We haven't even touched it. Just in a bubble. <laughs> it's just in a bubble. Has full control. The bubble's permeable, <laughs> except for oxygen. So the, and, and the, the baby's and, and, fine. The, and the baby could stick their hand out of the bubble, and the hand didn't instantly freeze and just snap off into the into. Yeah, and space. in fact, the opposite ended up happening. It, it's warmth. The baby's warmth. Uh, warmed to the cold heart of the overlord refrigerator thingy. And overlord. there's just plant life on Mars, and nobody cares. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was, like, a scene with plant life. They just bounce around, like, all right, I guess... I mean, that also it's like, I think, a thing from the first one, where it's like, is this plant alive? Oh, and, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, it's like, the what's whole... the deal with this plant? And just the, the question, once again... What are the rules? What on this sick fucking Earth is the determinator um, for what lives and what doesn't? Sorry, sick the sick Mars, the sick Mars. And then on on top of that too, let's let's let us not forget the new character that we meet, 
which is a doll trapped in a oh, Mars yeah. rover. The, the Viking the one. Christmas ornament. Yeah, which is that uh, based on a real thing? Did did somebody at NASA put a Christmas ornament in Viking One? I'll Google it real quick. I don't know. I'll be I'll be right back. Maybe who maybe who the hell reruns knows? and rentals Googles, baby. You gotta love it. Yeah, like like they're allowed to have life as well, and they they lament that they can never serve their purpose as being a Christmas ornament. And I thought like, oh hey, she's sacrificing parts of her. her she's sacrificing a piece of her identity, and perhaps may then come about to find a new identity but then when she gets to earth she puts herself in the garbage so like i guess there's nothing to be said yeah she does have real survivor's guilt which is weird yeah Um, but but no so like the they find so in the mars rover what was the character's name again i totally forgot Vi- so the the rover was Viking right. One, which was a real a real rover sent to Mars in like the seventies. Just which... really like upset that like oh they left me here. Oh damn it! I should have realized that this was gonna happen. He was like they and tricked me. Like no, that was kind of billions the whole of thing. dollars to get me here, and you took a laundry basket. Ah, oh, ah, oh. oh, beans. Ah, oh, shucks. Could have done it with popcorn, huh? Dang it. Uh, one thing that was weird to me about the Viking One is like a prominent character, and they make a huge deal out of Viking One. They were like, "That's Viking One. That's a famous Marslander." Yeah. Um, which uh, for me, as as a millennial or a zillennial or whatever, um, never heard of that particular rover. I mean, it was familiar, but I don't know a lot about it. But it was clearly a big deal for a generation of people. The thing is, there were five more rovers sent to Mars after Viking One before this movie came out. That they make no mention of. It's not a big deal, but I thought about well, this, it. Well, I didn't know that offhand. First, I Googled it. First, I was like, Viking 1, what? And then I discovered. And I was like, that's, they made a big deal out of Viking 1 for this movie. This this uh, movie made a big deal out of a lot of things that yeah. feels totally unnecessary. It made a huge deal out of microwaves as like a, as like a oh, you youngins and your microwave. It was like that kind of thing. Like that, but it like, came new out in the 90s. Scary. Like it came right. out in 97. <laughs> Microwaves, I looked this up too. Microwaves became a household appliance in 1955, which is the year the director was born, right? And the the author of the novella was born in the 40s. So, like, it was it existed in their lifetime. It's that's something the thing they is, had I to like, be a, accustomed to. I think it was a projection of maybe the writer of the novella, or if the microwave wasn't the same character, maybe it was the director. Like, maybe having that attitude in their 20s, now making this movie in their 50s or something, their 40s, I don't know. Yeah. It was weird, and it <laughs> threw me off. Yeah, this this whole movie is about not letting a damn thing go. Like, whether it's the Cold yeah. War or microwaves or oldies music, like... Yeah. <laughs> but how, how did the appliances know about the Mars rover in the first place? How did, how did they a, acquire f- their knowledge? Because he's a famous appliance, though, Zach. Because but, he's a famous appliance. But that implies that maybe in the factory in which they were built, they all, like... or I, Sorry, I, I'm going to call it their school. They all went to school at the same factory. Uh-huh. We're going to learn, a B-movie with it. To, to learn how to do their set function in life that they were designed for and will die for above mm-hmm. all else in the service of humanity... Do they? Is that how they just acquired knowledge? And then when they're sent down to the world, and they make, they meet other friends like the weirdly submissive lamp. I, I like how this movie is, and the this movie is the opposite of Blade Runner. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's the tonal opposite. Yeah, that's uh, a horrifying thought, and I'm gonna think about that for a long time. 
It is it is a happy, campy musical about how it's good to serve your purpose and then die. <laughs> but I think that is the you only... Tr- you you want to find another purpose in life? Fuck yeah, you. The only You're a toaster, line, damn it. The, through, the only through line and, and only like moral compass of the movie is to find what your purpose is and do and it is noble and good to do that until such time that you are worn out and dead. Yeah, yeah, and that Ugh. is a totally dope way to be. And there, that's my fan. That's my favorite line in the movie. Is uh, <laughs> it's totally dope to to that serve your purpose Ratso's, until you're dead. <laughs> that's the Ratso, line. Ratso, Ratso, Ratso said like, that. Ratso said right that. after he asked about the rap music, which is a real line yeah, like, that he had. Hey, put on some rap. Yeah, yeah like, hey, you're listening to this like fo- foggy music from the '50s. Put on some of that Run DMC. <laughs> I need some DMX in this bitch. Yeah. I, uh, I I do appreciate though because they could have made the rat racist and I like that they didn't do it. <laughs> no, no, you're right. They, they absolutely could have made the rat. Ra- if if anybody in the movie was going to be a racist, you know it was going to be the rat. And that's the thing is I think the the most racist thing this movie did was it was an aggressively like white bread movie and but that's it like it didn't it didn't the, do anything the main racist. Is a toaster, so it, it, it just works. it may have been though the whitest thing I've ever seen. Time out. Wait, what? <laughs> You said, you, say? you said that this movie was very white bread, and I said yeah, it's that appropriate good. that the main character's a toaster. Good work. Oh, okay. I did not catch it. I didn't understand the joke, <laughs> uh, but it was a good good uh, job. Also, I don't, I did make I don't a think white it was any joke. more white bread than, like, Seinfeld, if we're being honest. Like, I, I mean, Newman that's fair. Was in it. Right, Newman's, Newman's in, in it. it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, no, it's not, like, the whitest thing I've ever it's encountered. it's pretty white. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But oh, it yeah. is, ve- but it was also, very white, and not just because like the whole cast, but also absolutely. I don't know. It was just like it's white. Because, well because it's like drenched in nostalgia for like the fifties. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, yes, yeah. like American traditionalism and and, and yeah, little things like that. It really mm-hmm. wants the like jukebox to be rel- like I don't. It's it's amazing that this franchise goes through without a sentient jukebox. Yeah, I'm surprised too. Honestly, yeah. I mean, like the the. The plot, the background plot of the human of Rob in this in these movies is he is like a teenager getting ready for college or whatever. He goes to college, he finds a girlfriend in college, gets married right out of college, has a child right out of college, starts a business on a farm in rural America. Like it is very uh, like the American dream. Can I say so one thing? Yeah, they were they were in the hospital for one night. Like, they were in the hospital. Like, like, that was Blanky an was easy birth. Like, like, oh, they've been gone for so long. It's like they were gone like overnight. Like they had a kid and brought it home overnight. Like, goddamn, medical bills were like something else back then. Even and still, huh? Not, mm-hmm. But like, they also, or like this baby is so smart. Just like, all right, he's, yeah, he's going to drive with, us like, home. Yeah. Despite all of the crazy stuff, right? Like, like when I think about the craziest thing I saw in this movie, whether it was the like balloons that escort the space appliances. Or yeah. the talking plants uh-huh. on Mars, or the uh, nesting uh-huh. doll that was a uh, the nesting doll of a villain. I think the craziest part mm-hmm. of this movie is when uh, two parents of a newborn think they're going to get a full night's of sleep. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Like at no point were they like, "Our child is quiet. It's it's probably <laughs> dead." Like they didn't do that. They were like, "This is great, and I will keep." Which is, I kind of get it. Yeah, like it's exhausting. But I think I so I couldn't track the time. It's real ambiguous, dude. Could anyone? Right. 
So, like, how long have they had this baby before it got abducted? Would they be set into a rhythm where they would be naturally awake at 2 a.m. And, and just check on the baby by chance? Or, like, what? But they were just like, oh, sleep is great. I'll sleep. And, and like, literally, I... the space travel in the film, they went into space after midnight. They came home probably around, like, 5 or 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. Again, no. it's that easy. Why <laughs> haven't we done it yet? Uh, like, in the course of six hours... A toaster goes to Mars, like, like fly, makes, builds a rocket, first of all, in like uh -huh. six hours. Builds goes a rocket, to Mars. not even with uh, rocket fuel. It's powered by a home fan. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a home fan, a bag of popcorn, a microwave. Her will. Yeah, she's like not that into it. But she's, she's like, like, I get, right? also they do call um, the family the master, which is real, that is... Maybe it's, the it's most dubious up. part it's of it. Up. And right. then, like, the little master is the baby. Masterling, like... Uh, Masterling, uh, which I did chuckle at, but it was also like, that's not great. It's like, that... <laughs> mm, mm, I don't, I don't did, did any... Did either of you have, like, a favorite line, like, a standout line in this movie that, that you... That's, that's sticking um, with you? They, I think they're all just stuff that you could say out of context. I think my favorite, and I wrote it down, and I already referenced it, but it was the toaster in his song when he was like, I'll like try to prove that humans are good and was like, uh, why, if they hated us, why would they employ us? And that was when I was like, uh, very early on, the lamp said, I like being used. And it's like, okay, yep. All right. Mm. I know exactly where my brain's taking this one. I'm just going to like. <laughs> Out of context, it, yep. Mm -hmm. yep. The fan also said something interesting, like, if I had known I was going to be a bottom, I wouldn't have said yes. It's like, okay, out of context as well. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Did, did the, you the have one that brain. blew me away just in how unnecessary it was, was, you, could, mm -hmm. you, you guys could tell, I became obsessed with the balloon song, but the line <laughs> where the Willie oh. Nelson character takes a dig at Woodstock yeah. 99, which hasn't happened yet. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. He was like, oh, they Not tried the Woodstock again, and it wasn't the same. And I'm like, this movie came out in 97. Did, did they predict <laughs> Woodstock 99? Like, you're ahead of the times with, with hating new what? things. Was this movie made by This movie travelers? does seem to be very much against the curve when it comes to new. And you can stop me if you have more to say, but I am curious uh -huh. uh, if this is a good time to talk about maybe... So we've talked a lot about, like, what we just found bizarre and appalling about this movie. Everything. Which is everything, essentially. Oh, so, like, I... There was not every... I didn't Not everything. everything, but also a lot of it. And we'll get into it when I want to improve it, what I... Right, what I and but that's exactly what I'm getting into, is is how how would you improve this movie? Is Do you think this is a good time to maybe talk about that? I think sure. it is. Hey, I'll, time I'll go any. first. Yeah, yeah, please. Please do, please do. If I were going to improve this movie, I would add musical numbers. I would have more, I would lean into more musical numbers. Oh. More musical numbers. Because I think the format of a musical, a musical is an inherently absurd thing, right? Like it, mm -hmm. yeah, it yeah. is, It and it, it continues to blur the line between like what's real and what isn't, right? Because you don't know what they're singing, is what they're singing, what they're thinking, are they expressing you know, real dialogue, or is it just the soul of the characters, right? Every musical is, is different in that way. And it's yeah. a truly, like, the... It, it's always said that the musical is, like, the most true American art form. And so I, I think that because of the American sentimentality of this movie, it would have been great if, like, they just started... Maybe it doesn't have to be, like, sung through the whole way, 
But if it mm. was a true musical where if like 70% of the movie was a musical, I think it would allow for the fantastical parts of the movie okay. to come across a little bit more and it would feel a little bit it would it would separate it from itself and it would force that's fair. the audience not to take it so seriously and instead mm-hmm. like just be washed over with the general feelings the the feeling tapestry of what this right. movie is trying to communicate i so will like say this- being an being an animated feature it would work even better musicals tend to work wonderfully in the in the realm of animation yeah, and I think the scene on Mars where, like, the plants are dancing, if the movie was, like, a dedicated musical, then then it's less of, like, wait, are the plants alive? And more of, like, oh, the plants are props and they're oh, dancing they're just for being the song. The music. Yeah, right. right. Just like, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Right. Um, but the way the movie exists, it that part, for some reason, just stands out to us and throws us off. And, and mm-hmm. the best parts of the movie, for me, are the musical numbers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like I like I think the music in this movie is is fairly well written. Yeah, I think it's I think it's remarkably well written. Like the like we we've referenced it earlier like I wanted like I got a little like misty-eyed <laughs> when the baby is growing uh-huh. up and they were singing like this parent it's a song from the perspective of the parents watching their newborn grow like oh my goodness, what an emotionally grounded thing. Like what a cool song like it was really well done. Yeah. And, no, like what an emotional thing. Oh, oh no! Our baby was abducted by an ear. Yeah. <laughs> now, now would I will have been say, a I did not. Musical I... number that would have been so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but again, like I, I actually, I don't like the music in this movie. But I agree one hundred percent, Kevin. They either should have not done it at all or committed fully. Yeah, more. and and I also this movie is the perfect instance of half measures. And the, can- the campaign mm. is the other the other song that stuck out to me of like they when the. Toast, Brave Little Toaster and the Overlord are having their whole campaign. Like most of that is a song. So, like, yeah, those are the mm-hmm. two best parts of the movie. Just lean in, make the whole thing a musical, and now you have mm-hmm. something beautiful and cool and weird. That um, that election scene could have been like a Lin Manuel Miranda style rap battle, right? Is that what we're getting at? Rap, could have like had a wish after all. You seen Hamilton? You know Hamilton? You've heard of Hamilton? You've seen Hamilton? They do like the rap battles in the cabinet. Could have been like that. That's what we're getting, right? And it would have been a perfect movie. I'm going to throw you into Mars. <laughs> and there's going to be no bubble. You're going to Mars. <laughs> um, Zach, how would... I mean, I'm sure there's many ways you would improve this movie. For example, fixing everything. But uh-huh. like, how would you, in a specific sense, make this movie better? If you could just you, change you do- like a couple things or one thing. Oh, this is actually kind of tough because... This movie has left me with nothing but pain and <laughs> just just horrid memories. This of... movie killed my family and burned down my village. It took everything from me. But... <laughs> this movie took everything. <laughs> and, and now I'm being asked to give something to this movie, and I think, you know what? Maybe we just we we, we ground it out. And honestly, like, like I, it's I, hard I kind of, because the yeah, improvement kind of you want to make is just do it better, right? Yeah, because like, that, that what is you're kind of trying like, to get to. Yeah, like literally, better. it's like. Um, that's the problem. <laughs> that's that's the issue. That's why it's so like weird and vague. But um, I probably said this in uh the first BLT uh episode that we did. Uh huh. But um, the reason why people remember Toy Story, mm-hmm. and why it went on to be so popular, not just because it was one of the highest grossing films of that year or the start of a literally a company in a like its own kind of yeah. uh, like its media empire or the fact it was one of the earliest cgi films to succeed or the fact that it had a really good like 
starts at a cast range and like good producers and shit or the re like again like when you when you kind of scroll down a little bit mm -hmm. for all of its accolades the thing toy story does well is that it has certain in-universe rules that they follow gotcha and they and they stick to them and it's like oh okay toys are alive but you know they they like being toys they like having this kind of you know, they they like just being who they are. They enjoy being toys. Like, oh, I'm I'm the evil sheriff today. That's fine. I can I can do that. And yeah. they create this sort of like unbalanced hierarchy of like, oh, I'm the favorite toy. I I I can be a jerk all I want. And then you know, snap back to reality. And you notice that like the new spaceman's in town, and he he takes your job and he fucks your wife and all that. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he and then it's like, well, all right, I gotta learn humility, I guess. And yeah, then, my favorite um, scene in Toy Story was the cuckold scene. That was really brave of Disney to include the cuckold scene with with Buzz and Bo Peep. You remember that? You remember going Buzz I, I, and Bo Peep? I do. I do for some reason. It was really. Do it. It was interesting. But um, uh, 1998 um, CGI for yeah. parts <laughs> for Buzz's wiener. Oh boy! You know it's on there in Rule Thirty Four. We all know it's GI Joe down there. Um, oof. Just but, smooth on smooth, baby. But <laughs> smooth on smooth. Toy Story That's succeeded the way I like it. because it it had very similar rules, but it followed through with them and didn't employ the basis of we'll do whatever, whatever the hell we want because who the hell cares? And yeah. there are like in the entire series, there's proper stakes and rising tension and re and earned resolutions. I, I should say not resolutions, earned resolutions and purpose being fulfilled or changing evolving into a new purpose and becoming something that they hadn't expected when they mm -hmm. started their proverbial journey of sorts and the brave little toaster needs something like that it needs i i, I mean I, I guess i have to kind of go back to it it needs an improvement on everything but at least sure at like at least just like set rules and follow set them. rules and follow them through because like oh they can have a conversation while their human owners are literally in the next that's room the and thing, they will yeah. never get caught they, that's what separates this from from Toy Story and what I was thinking about while you were talking was was in Toy Story anytime a human walks in the room the toys play dead but in this movie there's like a montage right where like the where Rob the human is typing on his computer. And you see the lamp is being used as like a, you know, a night, a desk lamp, a nightlight. But then it mm -hmm. shows him like become a, alive and look at whatever appliances next to him and give a smile or whatever. Like they don't play dead when the they humans are around. They even like wink at the baby a couple times. Like it's very weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's one of the things is like the adults, uh, are the adults incapable of, of registering the sentience of appliances, but the baby's totally aware? Like, it's just kind of weird. Or is it like, oh, we can say hi to the baby. It's fine. He'll never, he won't right. remember also, this in five years. Baby, That's the thing is, it's not the like... The baby went to Mars. Like, the baby, baby went to Mars. Baby went to Mars. Can baby walk, went to Mars. Yeah. And was awake the whole time and never freaks out, never cries or anything. Never freaks out. It's just like, <laughs> man, totally just, just accepting all of this. Yeah. In I'm a bubble on Mars. Let's fix that too. Let's fix. Out of the many list of things that needs to be fixed, but yes, let's let's have shit matter because I, I I this is this is what I want to make like a quote of mine. When everything is anything, anything is nothing, mm -hmm. and I think that's true. I think that's so ironclad when it comes I, to storytelling. No, that's deep. I'm gonna get that tattooed to, on my to forehead. Build, to build off of Ooh. like what what Zach and Mickey were saying too, like so, and I I, I recall this from our our BLT episode as well. Um, where it's like part of 
what makes Toy Story a Toy Story, right, is are the stakes of when the humans are around, they have to play dead. And then that comes oh, yeah. back later in the move in, in Toy Story, right, where Woody actually uses it to talk to Sid. Right? At the yeah. Ve- mm-hmm. Like it's a, a good subversion right. of it's that a rule. It's a good yeah. subversion of the rule because it's right. it's used as a, like a pretty much like the climax of the movie, right? So like yeah. mm-hmm. and it explains like why the rule exists and like right? Like it's no yeah. exactly Sorry, keep exactly. Going. And because this doesn't have any of that. There aren't because it doesn't play to its own rules. There's no dramatic tension. There's no stakes. Yeah, not like yes. there. It doesn't matter. And while th- I think that's a great difference, right? Of because we've talked. I think it's like a theme throughout this this podcast is what is a good kids movie and what's a good family movie, right? A a a movie mm. that a fully yeah. formed adult can look at, watch, and go. Oh my god, that made sense. I'll like with like Toy Story being the highest form of that or like Shrek being the highest form of that. And then yeah. uh, this yeah. being like the weird in between where it's like, <laughs> okay, an adult made this. <laughs> but <we're... laughs> I don't know why I never thought but about we're that. Not sure and it's true. Hour it's hour true. Time. We're not sure if they were an adult made it uh. though. A movie about a toaster <laughs> that has teeth that goes to Mars. Like an adult did make I like it. How that's You're a right. plot point. He he does have teeth. It does have they all have teeth. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ham on Photoshop later tonight and start just putting human teeth on a bunch of things, y'all. Uh, you are not ready for uh, the blanket yuck. with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, hang on. Why was the toaster allowed to be alive, but the computer wasn't? It was just the vessel in which the supercomputer who was alive could talk to them too. Wait, I thought you were starting a joke. I thought you were feeling... <laughs> Why was the toaster allowed to be alive when the computer wasn't? I mean, granted... What's the deal? What's, What's the, deal? the deal? With the gift of life. <laughs> um, so... How would I'm, you fix this? One? That's the thing, is... I don't know. This movie's a mess, yo. This movie's a disaster. I think my big thing is is part of what you already said. I think it's it's the same thing. It's it's figure out the rules and stick to them. I think maybe I'll go more specific, uh, just to make things a little different. This movie had too many conflicting political undertones, whether it was intentional or not. I do think it would be better if they just picked one and stuck to it. Yeah. And I want to expand on that. Even if they had picked the right wing undertones, I still think it would have been a better movie. Uh, a lot of a lot of Hollywood, and this is something that I learned from a um, a filmmaker a friend of mine, who one of my ex roommates was a very cool person, very knowledgeable about film. A lot of movies are like secretly right wing propaganda that you wouldn't think about because it's good. It's good at being propaganda um, mm-hmm. until somebody breaks it down, and then you're like, oh man. Uh, and the example that I love to think about is uh, Batman, whatever the one with Bane in it was. What was that called? Dark Knight hmm. Rises. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dark Knight uh, yeah. Rises. Like low key, uh, or maybe high key, depending on who you are. Uh, like right wing propaganda in that the major villain of that movie is a prison abolitionist who who <laughs> takes down like, Wall Street. Takes down Wall Street, and like like, and so they paint that type of person as a as an as a domestic or international terrorist which is yeah. like why you watch the movie and you're like well obviously bane is the bad guy like it's obvious because bane is killing tons of people bane and is like, a bad guy in the comics so he must be a bad guy in the movie people up. but then if you go like wait what are his motives again oh yeah. his motives rule 
well, hold on. Oh, wait, he's actually correct? Oh. And that's the thing is, and it's similar with, uh, I think, um, a conversations that people had about uh, Black Panther when it came out, about how Killmonger, yeah, like, people like, talk about, like, Killmonger. He makes a, a really good point. He had a point. And the problem with it is Killmonger was gonna kill a lot of people it's in his yeah. name like it's well, gonna kill a but lot that's of what, people like but that's when you set up a good villain right that's what that's i think a thing. good villain yeah. does is a good villain kills. like makes points like thanos had some points mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like but like but he, ultimately the way he went about it was wrong was was genocidal and bad so and we can't so, fall down that rabbit so hole. to bring it yeah. back to this movie who's the villain and do they have points we don't and know. That was honestly a thing I struggled with while watching it. Was like, wait a minute. I get that this weird refrigerator on Mars is the villain, but half of the time what they're saying is a dictatorship, and the other half of the time they're making a good point about planned obsolescence and mm-hmm. and like <laughs> like I was like, I don't know. Like I but just it, don't understand. It it wasn't that that the there's a difference in having a conflict of the villain, like he's making good points, but I don't agree with his methods, right? And, right. and then there's, oh, I just don't know what his points are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think yeah, that was and the, that's one of the messes in this movie. Also, is he's that's the not thing. a refrigerator. He's another hearing aid inside of a refrigerator. Right. Inside a refrigerator, inside another refrigerator. Oh, right. I forgot. Absurd. <laughs> yeah, right? It, uh, hearing aid in a fridge, on a glacier, in an ocean, inside an, uh, yet another fridge on Mars. <laughs> It was just a, it was a mess. So my big thing is like, honestly, like, I don't care which way you go with it. Just, just pick, stick a, to pick it. an undertone yeah. and t- stick with it. It doesn't I think, matter. I like I think plenty both of, of you have, with... yeah, honestly, I think both of your corrections are like, I agree with them. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think, think we, I think any one of our corrections would have made the movie better. Absolutely. Well, uh, in the same vein, but also the opposite vein, you have a chance to ruin this movie, and I know that that's difficult because the movie was kind of a mess. Ooh, but like, that's... you you change one thing to make this movie just a weird disaster. What are you changing? How about Kevin goes first? Again? Okay, um, let's throw Kevin under the bus. I, so the way I would do that, I would make this movie worse. Is I, when I when I think about how to make a movie worse, I think about all the things I didn't like about it. Which in this case, mm-hmm. it's how like confusing it is, and how there are like. It, it doesn't like like kind of like what Mickey said where it doesn't stick to an undertone but also like what Zach said where none of the points make an, like none of the actual in-universe rules make any sense so mm-hmm. I think I would really like it if we expanded a little bit more on my on the most uncomfortable scene which is when Blanket asks <laughs> how humans make life and <gasps> and how the toaster yeah, knew. Yeah. The, the, so when they bring when when the two adults bring the baby home, the blankets like, uh-huh. well, how did like where did they get it from? And the toaster is about to go on a when two people lo- when a mommy and daddy love each other very much type of speech, mm-hmm. and then stops himself. So what I would like to do uh-huh. is I would like to have the weird like romantic subplot between the there was like. They, it was almost like they wanted there to be a thing between the toaster and the Christmas ornament they find on Mars. So yeah. I would like the, them to have a romantic entwinement. Uh, and then they make a toaster angel. And that really starts to mess with okay. you about, you know, what the in-universe rules about procreating are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sure would be worse. That sure would be a worse movie. That, that w- <laughs> but like, I, I'm glad you picked up on that too, because it's like, Wait a minute! This toaster knows how humans have sex. Yeah, that was that was something that like this I was toaster like, Does absolutely this? watched Rob and his wife have sex. 
Which begs the question. Well, I guess they could do it in the kitchen. Yeah, dog. My question was going to be, what was the toaster doing in the room they were doing? Like, <laughs> doing like I hear noises coming upstairs. Oh, that, okay. Actually, yeah, I'm no. going to add to to how I make it worse with Zach's scene where <laughs> the toaster hears noises oh, upstairs no. and click clank crumpy flumps up the steps and opens the door. He's not going to get caught. Sees them doing lovemaking, making the the baby, and doesn't look away right away. Oh no! <laughs> Stares in abject horror at the the thing where like like a person like covers their face but then breaks the line between well, their fingers. Tried, so they can he's still trying. He's trying to cover his face, but he can't because he just has the little floppers for arms. A plug, right? They're not big enough, so he has to have at least one eye open. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, start Excellent. the movie starts with that and ends with him making a baby. So that's the, yeah. There you go. Like what I said earlier. This is this is ruined. You did it. Good job. Gold star. You ruined it. I don't AKA like it at all. The it is ruined. <laughs> Which uh, cannot be the episode title, by the way. We cannot title it. I don't think we can. The BLT2, the Toaster Fox. <laughs> um, Zach, do you have a way that you make it bad? It is it is the thing that I feared most in the film. We We make, we see it through. It is... The the surprise, the man behind the curtain was in fact not an extra hearing aid. It was in fact Albert Einstein. <laughs> Our fears were true. How did he get to Mars? Why is he living inside of a fridge on an iceberg in the ocean inside of another fridge, fridge on Mars? I don't Who know. Knows? And you know what? If you ask yourself that question, you're going you're gonna to be the worst for it. We don't know. You don't know. Nothing matters. It's Albert Einstein. He he can talk to appliances. Albert Einstein yep. leads a, a a cultist uprising of worn out appliances on Mars. On Mars <laughs> to destroy Earth to destroy to, Earth. to launch a to use his like Project Manhattan knowledge I to launch to a nuke at Earth because he's guilty. He feels guilt over the the Manhattan his involvement in the Manhattan Project. And wait, as a no, result, no, wait. He knew the bomb. The bomb, he, like, the bomb talked was to him. his friend. <laughs> the bomb was his friend. And he feels remorse because the bomb is was bombed I wanted and destroyed. To have this, I wanted to give this bomb a good life, and they used him to... And they dropped to... him on wherever the hell they actually dropped him the first time. And mm-hmm. he wants revenge on humanity. That bomb was my best friend, and I have led this toaster tank uprising on Mars <laughs> to destroy the planet. Jesus. Because he's the only one who can talk so that he's so in Zach's <laughs> he's universe. He's the Dr. Doolittle of toasters. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Yes. Uh... <laughs> Sorry to steal it from you. I just no, got really got excited. Dr. Doolittle's better. Dr. Doolittle's good. <laughs> the Dr. Oh. Doolittle of home appliances. Oh, good lord. My worst fears would be how this movie actually goes and i would hate it i i oh. would i i would i would honestly legitimately if if my if my just abhorrent fear that albert einstein was in the fridge i would have turned off the movie and like <laughs> i would have thrown quit, i would have thrown my tv the out podcast. the window i would i would like i'm done this Live movie defeated me i'm gone but he's like I can't, I can't watch movies anymore but it kind of almost like it, zach it almost kind of makes sense right because he would be like 
like cryologically frozen in the thing. So like that's the thing. He's all stiff and like bare, like his mouth barely. Like moves. that's why I found him the most horrifying thing ever. Because in some small way, it actually made sense. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, they that, I think sort that brings me to, to a thought that I had, which is, and this isn't what I'm going to settle on, but would it make the movie worse if it had rules and followed it, but also was live action? Oh, goodness. So, like, so it like, follows <gasps> rules, but it also still is about a sentient toaster that goes to Mars. And this is, like, horrible 90s CGI, so 90s they, have, CGI. they do have, <laughs> they, da- they have regular human, they have, like, a human face on a toaster. Oh, it's no. like, it's like, a, it's like a person like had like a stuffed toaster that they put their head through and it's like, and they just cut their <laughs> body out with like green screens. Like, Oh, I'm the, I'm the toaster. I think it would so be it's terrible. Me, please. It's Tron. So it gets Tron, oh, but it's a toaster in space. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> a movie we could make with an iPhone in our backyard. Just enough, enough green screens. And yeah. a bunch of like um, TikTok filters. <laughs> But I, but it's not the way I actually want to ruin the movie. I would like to ruin the movie. Um, I'm actually going to take Kevin's improvement on the movie. It is a musical. I'm going to take it a step further. It is sung the whole way through. Um, and then another step further, it is a Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> oh, rap no. musical. Ooh, I thought you were going to see like uh, Stephen Sondheim. No, 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 no. The whole movie is is a is a Lin Manuel rap musical. The whole way through, every line is everything is part of a song. There's no talking. It is a rap, technically a rap opera, I guess. At that point, now um, will he will he do a Lin Manuel and cast himself? as Okay, the I could actually see that because Lin Manuel Miranda always casts himself as a very like earnest character, and I think as like an earnest protagonist. And I can see, dude, I can see that. Yeah, the way they. <laughs> right, you can kind of see it. Yeah, dude, and the way I you ruined honest, it. Like, you I would should, kill to like, see this movie. Lin-Manuel to be Miranda honest, call us. <laughs> will call us, please. I I will not trademark this. Yeah. You can have it. I I desperately want to watch. We this. just want to see it happen. Yeah. And I want to be clear. Yeah. I do like Lin Manuel Miranda, and I liked I like Hamilton. Like, he's a cool. Uh, he writes good thing. No, it's fun fine. time for me. I don't want it to sound like I'm making fun of Lin-Manuel, but I do think the Brave Little Toaster as a <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda rap opera would be fucking bonkers. And I'm dying to see it. Play- Wait, Ratso would be played by uh, that one guy yeah, in Hamilton yeah, who's also good. in In the Heights, the movie. Uh, y'all know his name. It's the guy. Uh, anyone who's listening to this has Google. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> we are coming up towards the end. Can we really quickly uh, talk about some reviews for this movie? Because I do want to know how people because received there aren't, it. There are not a lot of them. Oh, wonderful. Hit me with a couple because I want to know. Like, um, just this the... review from 2004. Um, so the movie the... reviewed seven years after the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is too generous i was gonna say it's a lot more than um, i expected from from the juicy uh, cerebellum uh they said wouldn't it be nice if the brave little toaster retired and you know what i'm thinking maybe this toaster should have like been thrown away a while ago perhaps yeah get a toaster oven guys it's oh, the no, future this is interesting we go up to our friend our our longtime friends from common sense media okay and uh they say right out the gate that for the brave little toaster goes to mars Sweet sequel will amuse kids less intense than the original. Which yeah. is fair. The original oh. had like a radiator explosion death scene. Yeah. It also had a terrifying clown and a weird junkyard death march. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah like as much as this movie was an acid trip it to be fair it was less intense than the, it, than the first somehow one. that's what i mean like it's it's clear that by the third movie they lost their fastball and they did not have the same intense nightmare fuel that the original had oh 100 <laughs> percent they weren't as into as into cocaine and acid as they were in their in their heyday. That's but right. I have to I have to take an odd um I, I have to make an odd departure from how I might normally go and actually agree with the parents on this one. Okay, what did the on parents Common say? Sense Media. Uh one parent uh rated this two out of five stars, excruciating for parents. Yes. My wife and I spent this entire movie giving each other looks to say, please be done soon. Weird, <laughs> random, nonsensical songs and plot elements, not the entertaining kind of nonsensical, make this extremely confusing for parents and kids alike. Oh, and I'm pretty sure the bad guy indicated that he was bad because of living with Nazis. For real. Wait a minute. Yeah. The, the, the earpiece in the refrigerator? The earpieces were... Who did were, he say he was in the ear of? some one, some kind of guy one of one of the doctors i think of the like, either the manhattan project or a fake yeah maybe you're maybe a Nazi. Shoot. i'm gonna go i didn't pick i they just assumed were, it was another manhattan project person they would i i would say that they were um trademarked spe- uh, suspiciously german well yes that was a big thing um i'm gonna google this one Yup, fell into the hands of a Nazi leader whose ideals influenced him, leading him to become disillusioned with mankind and escape to Mars, where he assumed an alternate identity to rule through fear so he could so he could launch a missile at Earth yeah. to destroy You are correct. I did not notice I didn't pick up on that that the hearing aid <laughs> villain was was a Nazi. <laughs> Holy Oh my god. A white baby. It was a white baby. Well, Which as the Wikipedia says worse. with blue the touch- eyes. The it was touch a white of the small boy's hand. Hey guys. Oh and, no. And white hair. <laughs> yeah, or yellow hair. One orange hair. Well, it had no hair, yeah. I thought I think. His dad had orange hair, but maybe like one twirly hair. Oh yeah, orange because yeah. Yeah. And was named after his dad, but not Junior. Just oh you're Robbie, you know. Yep, Robbie. What what an egotistical <laughs> bastard. What a what a poopy. Yeah. What a what um, a poopy. Yeah, I didn't I didn't pick it. So I just assumed because so many people in the Manhattan Project were of like European descent that the person they were talking about was another Manhattan Project person. But it, I thought it, it might sure have been was that, a Nazi leader. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable enough it to sure make that. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a Nazi thing. Jeez. Um, hey, let's. Oh my God. Now, end uh, the show forever. We maybe. need. Now, this is something that we kind of touched upon last time, but let's maybe commit to it. One thing that we have that we will that will never go away is the wheel of review. Yes. But the way we go about it, I kind of liked your idea. Normally we would have the gracious wheel be spun and we would all do its bidding, but this mm. time maybe we each spin the wheel and we each do our own specific review of it. I like it. It's chaos. So, um who would like to go first? I can go first because mine is uh, out of ten. Oh, nice and simple. Yeah. So uh, okay, I'm going to give this a. I think IMDb has it about right. A two point eight out of ten. I think very that, well, very well. That feels right. Where like it definitely melted my brain because I paid attention, but I also know that if I if I put this on for a kid in the situation in which I watched it as a kid, which is absentmindedly. I think it would be fine, and they wouldn't 
they probably wouldn't get anything too weird out of it as long as they just didn't pay attention to it. Uh huh. It's good background noise, but that doesn't make it a good movie at all. So right. two point eight. That's totally fair. I think that that's absolutely fair. Um, I think, that, I think that's well said. Do you want to go next, Zach, or should I? Um, I'll go next. Sure. Okay. So I've been given a uh, horoscopes. Okay. I, I looked up the exact date the movie came out on uh, home uh, release. Okay. Oh my May, God. May what 8, is the birth chart for May 18, 1998? And according to the internet, May 18th, you are technically a Taurus, although you are on, as many people might say, the Taurus Gemini cusp, as I'm ah, learning. Ha, ha. Two planets, Venus and Mercury, oddly enough, not Mars, are uh, <laughs> governing this cusp, they said. However, uh-huh. May 18th. As a Taurus born on May 18th, you are well known for a patient and loyal nature. Mm. While others are quick to express their frustrations, you prefer Mm -hmm. to present understanding and patience in all your dealings. These qualities can make you a natural mediator, as well as benefit from your calm diplomacy, just like the new supreme leader of Mars, the small toaster boy. Yeah, weirdly accurate. Surprisingly accurate. About how the toaster is and also about how other people perceive the toaster, which how did it say again? Um... Patient and loyal nature. No, how do other people perceive? Others are quick to express their frustrations. You prefer to present understanding and patience in all your dealings. I do feel like we are quick to (laughs) express our frustrations about the Brave Little Toaster. (laughs) The Brave Little Toaster is like, guys. Taurus, Gemini, Cusp, you know, they got it right. Be nice. (laughs) Be nice. Love each other. One love. E-L-E. I got Ask an 8-Ball. Um, awesome. So I did. I did ask an eight ball. Uh, what did you uh, ask the eight ball? So I asked the eight ball, um, "How is the brave little toaster goes to Mars?" Uh, and the eight ball did say, "Outlook not good," mm. which is good, which is accurate. Yeah, I that like sounds it. right. So the yeah, have spoken. Outlook not good. Um, well, listen, I think that does it for us, right? This is the end of the episode. Thank you yeah. so much for for listening, for having us back, for being excited for the return of the three of us talking about movies that you barely remember and then suddenly remember were horrifying. Thank yeah, you. Oh, yeah. Um, Thanks for having us back. I feel like we should drop some social medias. Uh, Zach, you want to go first? Tell them where, you can, where they can follow you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach and IRL, where I sometimes post things about just random thoughts I get in my head. Mm-hmm. At, at times, I'm not very good at this, as you can tell. <laughs> I also have a uh, Twitch at the same header zach and irl where i might stream sometimes i haven't been this week because i'm moving but future weeks you know you might see me there yeah very cool uh and i similarly you can find me on twitter instagram tiktok twitch it's all at mickey is a ghost uh twitch is probably my most active i've been streaming on on mondays and thursdays uh and and yeah follow us there Kevin, did you want to plug social medias? I so as a part of the new podcast ranting, I will be plugging my own social media. Whoa. Uh, you can follow me at KF Slattery. That's just my name uh, with K and F. Uh, you can follow me at KF Slattery on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. I'm going to try and start doing stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. Heck yes. The three the three amigos on Twitter. The three amigops. The That's three from reviewers. Jimmy Neutron, right? The Wait, three the, reviewers. The three amigops were a thing. That was on that was on Jimmy Neutron, I think, yeah, right? I think the that was Jimmy Neutron, actually. Yeah. James Neutron. Um Which, by the you. way, great Best Boys episode. <laughs> good Best Boys that, that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um thank you so much again for 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 having us, for listening to us, for supporting us, for asking for us to come back. We wouldn't have 
uh, done this again if there wasn't success from the first go. We want uh, to give a big shout out to Origami Angel. Yes. Continuing to let us use their music. Yes, Gami much gang. love to Origami Angel. Origami, Origami gang. gang for life. Hell yeah. Uh, and listen, tweet at us uh, if, you, if, you, if you have any suggestions for movies you want us to watch. Uh, please review us on iTunes or, or any other podcast hosting site that holds reviews. Five-star review will go a long way in getting us up in the charts and getting us more viewers or, or listeners, I guess. I uh, would really appreciate that. Give us some suggestions where I will also uh, receive more unraveling. Yes, yes. We we would love to hear what you want us to watch. The um, weirder the better, baby. The weirder the better. The weirder, yep. The weirder the better. Oh, I just thought of a good And I think we can also say, since we have done a name slash brand change, we have also expanded our operations. We will talk about movies all the same, but we can talk about TV shows, video games, mm-hmm. anime, Albums. Music, yep. mountains, just parks, nothing. Your your wedding, Martin Luther King Boulevard, <laughs> your wedding, just <laughs> nothing that there's like 19 seasons of. I'm not watching. No, yeah, we we can't watch multiple all seasons. Of, we can't watch all thing. the prices right. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Not happening. We'll watch one episode. We'll watch an episode and judge the entire series. You want us to review series. Inuyasha? We're watching one episode at random. <laughs> Do you want us to watch One Piece? We'll get back to you in a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll I do it, but it'll take a while. Have I have been Mickey? I am Kevin, and I will continue to be Zach. Ah, uh, yeah. One, one love. Uno dos tres, guys. <laughs>